You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. Welcome back. How are you? This is episode 12, and I'm going to try something different today. It's going to be a bit of a vulnerable episode, a bit meaning very, because I'm going to share with you what's been coming up for me lately, some of the questions I'm asking, the challenges I'm facing, things I'm noticing, and offer you some of my messy musings from my very messy mind. But there's some interesting learning here to dive into and explore with you. I know that I find a lot of value in hearing about what's going on in other people's inner worlds. And so I hope you get something from this. We will see where it goes. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation, what we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. Ding! (laughs) Shall we dive in? Maybe that was me kind of hesitating, delaying, avoiding getting into this. I've got a list of things that I've been thinking about, some ideas, some concepts, and they're not really totally fleshed out probably can't, or I don't know, fill up an entire episode. So I thought it might be fun to kind of just explore them here live with you and see what comes out. What do you think? Are you down for this ride? It's a bit of an adventure. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm full of uncertainty right now, but isn't that the point, right? Like getting comfortable with uncertainty to see what kind of magic happens. All right. Hello. What has been going on in my beautiful mind lately? Well, first of all, I want to say that this episode, I'm challenging myself a little bit because one thing I've noticed is that we want to be seen fully, right? And yet we're also so afraid to be seen fully. We're afraid to see ourselves fully. So how can we allow others to see ourselves fully? And when I say fully, I mean this messiness, right? Our imperfections, our strengths and our weaknesses, the things that make us shine, even those are things that we tend to dim down. And then the things that we may be embarrassed or ashamed of, we hide that stuff. So if we're packing away all the good and the bad things, who's really being seen fully? And so this episode is about me showing you, maybe giving myself permission first, 
to be seen fully, to really express some very raw thoughts and unprocessed feelings, perhaps not having the right words to explain it, and that being okay. It being okay to make a mistake, it being okay if you come to a conclusion that isn't really what is me, and it will be okay if I say something that I later regret, because this is it. To be seen fully, we have to show up as we are in the moment. And can we trust that we believe in the power of our authentic self, our highest self, our best self, our favorite self, whatever that expression of who you want to be in that moment, to trust that that person, that energy, that love will shine through no matter what. What is it that Maya Angelou says about how people don't remember the words you say or the things that you do? They'll remember how you feel. So I want to offer that feeling to you is this feeling of openness, this feeling of wholeness, this feeling of fullness, this feeling of adventure. Oh, it's really scary. All right. So that's where this is coming from is that Even I have this desire to be seen, and it's kind of embarrassing to say, I would love to be on a big stage. When I close my eyes and I go through a vision exercise of what my goals are over the next 5, 10, 20 years, what does that dream life look like? What am I doing? Who am I surrounded by? What am I offering the world? How do I look? How am I moving through the world and showing up? I picture myself, I see it, and I don't know where it comes from, but I see myself on a stage, I see myself on screen, and maybe it sounds absurd to you, it sounds absurd to me too, and I can share that with you because I've created this safe space for me to share openly, I've created my own platform, I'm investing in this for you and for me to grow together, and this investment, this podcast is steps towards that dream, whether it makes sense or not, right? Like, just like that song, Pure Imagination, we'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of our own creation. What we see will defy explanation. Your dreams don't have to be realistic. They don't have to make sense. But, oh, I like this. It doesn't have to make sense. But if it gives you sensation, focus on that. Where did I learn that from? I have to remember and bring it up again another time. But It's not about making sense. It's about making sensation. Oh, it comes from a look. And I don't know how to say their name, but they are a poet, a writer. And I'm using the term they because that is their pronouns. And they are a thought leader in for transgender and non-binary. I'm still learning the language. So I'm fumbling over it. And again, like, I hope that this is an example that we can give ourselves permission to try and to make mistakes and to fumble over the words and to show up as a beginner and that being okay. So where was I? I don't know where I am. (laughs) I'm just kind of talking with you. All right. So before I sat down to do this podcast, an interesting thing came up. So I'll tell you what's going on is it's Saturday that I'm recording and my husband Yusik has taken our girls and his mom up north. We have a property up there. There's no 
building structure on there, but they go to adventure through the forest, which is awesome. They get a piece of nature. And so they're out for the day and I'm at home so that I could focus on this podcast and create something beautiful for us. And also to, you know, work on the dream that I told you about, which I can't believe I did that. I was like, oh, I've got a bulk of episodes to submit to my editor, Emily. Shout out, Emily. The deadline's coming up and I've got a lot of work to do. It's a beautiful sunny day outside and I've got a lot of work to do. And I should probably maximize my time because they're going to be home soon and I won't be able to do the work when they get home. Like these are all the things that are going through my head. But I also felt this urge in my body to like move and not just to like do a yoga, but I've been actually thinking, mentally preparing to get back into running this spring and summer. I'm playing with the idea of maybe signing up for a 10K, which is a pretty far reach goal because I don't think I've run in like six months, maybe even more, maybe even a year I haven't run for. So I decided, well, hey, today's a perfect day. I know that moving my body, moving the energy around, getting creative juices flowing, getting some fresh air in the sunlight, feeling free, all of that will help me to get into a flow state. So when I actually sit down to write and record this podcast, it will come with ease and with abundance and without restriction. That is always my prayer to God and divine. And to me, that is God. I don't know what that is for you. I would love to know. Do you call it source? Do you call it divine? Do you call divine beloved, God, the universe? Anyway, so where was I? I went out for this run. I decided, yes, I'm going to do it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth the 30 minute break. And wow, was it ever. It was my comeback run. I turned on the Nike run app and the comeback run is a 15 minute guided run. Yes, 15 minutes only. But 15 minutes is more than enough because I haven't done 15 minutes yesterday. It will be more than I did yesterday. It will be more than I did a month ago. It will be more than I did six months ago. <laughs> so no matter what, that comeback run would be progress. It would be a step forward. It would be an awesome thing to celebrate. And I knew I would feel good about it. And 15 minutes was just enough to maybe even feel not too sore to try again tomorrow. So that's what I went to do. And yeah, it was totally worth it. I came home, had a shower, and now I'm sitting here. I also did a whole bunch of other things like make my tea, cut a papaya, put a sticker on the laptop, really clean up my space. And you know, the thought I kept having is, am I procrastinating? Am I avoiding? Am I just kind of puttering around because I'm not sitting down to do this work? But the difference is the intention was there. I'm clearing out the energy for the creative energy to flow, right? So the intention is everything in that place. I just had to know that it would feel good, yes, and trust that it will help me to get into flow. And so far, I think we're in a good place. Improvising is a really hard thing to do. And when I'm watching other seasoned professionals, podcasters, speakers, journalists, I really admire them for being able to be speaking on the spot and having the words and not getting caught up in their heads. <laughs> I have an amazing client who is a comedian and an actor, and she's working on her comedy album right now. She is also an improv artist and actor. She is just an entertainer extraordinaire. 
But working with her, she has really inspired me to practice, like talking on the fly. That's what improv is, right? It's a practice. It's a skill set. And it's funny, like working with her, all of a sudden I started noticing and hearing, like I was getting podcast recommendations in my list for improv conversations. There were conversations about how improv can help people in the corporate world be more present, communicate better with each other, build stronger trust in teams, help people to think on the fly and to be able to feel more confident. So I was really listening to these episodes and learning about their exercises and and these games that they play. Like improv is playing. If you ever think about whose line it is anyway, those actors, they're up there on that stage playing. They have no idea what is coming up, what question they're going to be asked, what is good, what their partner is going to bring out. And they just need to be totally present in the moment, which means paying attention, listening to what their partners are saying and acting and where the skit is leading to. They have to totally surrender and go with the flow. And yes, I guess to some, it is a natural talent, but to others, And probably to most, it is a skill that they've been honing and crafting and working on. And that's why they can do it so brilliantly. And the cool thing about watching improv is like, not everything is a winner, right? Not everything is funny. And sometimes there's breaks where something just didn't connect or it didn't work. And that's okay. And so that really also inspired me, the improv idea to just kind of come here and speak with you unscripted and just to share my stream of consciousness in a way that I hope can benefit you or help you or inspire you in some way. What do you think about improv? Have you ever considered taking a class or a course? I'm actually thinking about it. Maybe going on a date night to do improv class with Yusik and see what comes out of it. I'll tell you why this is really intriguing for me. It's part of what a perfectionist tendency that I have and I'm not proud of. And I'm actually intentionally trying to correct. Is that the right word? Or replace with more spontaneous energy, but creative energy, I guess. So here's the perfectionist tendency in my story is that I was raised growing up learning classical piano. And in piano, you have technique, you do scales, there's the very specific fingering that you do to do your scales, and you have to focus on the shape of your hand and that you attack the key with the tip of your finger and, you know, the placement of your elbows. Playing piano and learning it with my teachers was quite structured, and I really appreciate them for that. In a way, it's very much like a sport where you learn perfect form, right? So you have to work on your form, you work on your technique, you work on learning the music, creating the music, and then you have to practice over and over and over again to get the muscle memory into your fingers, into your body. And then another added layer of that is adding the musicality to it, your own 
dynamics. Like, is it quiet and loud? Or how are you phrasing certain things? How are you telling the story through music? And here's the other part of it, though, is when you make a mistake with classical music, it's a mistake. Like, you didn't play the correct note on the piece of paper in front of you the way it's written, or perhaps you didn't use the articulation that was specified, like a staccato or you didn't hold the note for as long as it stayed. So like there's an element of perfection in the form technique and musicality and reading the music. These are all the things that were going on in my mind and in my training. And the reason why I loved classical music was that you could just focus on your form technique and the musicality and get those notes perfect and you could make it perfect. Whereas jazz, although I love jazz and I wish that I was more adventurous as a kid learning it, the improvisation of jazz terrified me because like, what if you didn't know what to do next? Right. Or, but it's funny now that I'm thinking about not knowing what to do next. That means there is no real right answer. That means you can't really make that big of a mistake because it hasn't been prescribed yet. Huh. So I guess that's what's happening right now. Like if I was reading from a script and I fumbled over some words, it wouldn't be perfect, quote unquote. But right now I'm just kind of talking with you and there is no perfection. There is no baseline right now because I'm flying by the seat of my pants. (laughs) And it's quite fun and it's pretty liberating. What do you think? Is this something that you have been considering like not holding yourself so tight so close to a standard and then asking yourself well where does that level of standard come from is it from you is it from your boss is it from socialized pressure and expectations is it from your culture is it from your parents like where does that standard come from And if you have done the work to kind of separate yourself from what is on the outside of you to really focus in on what kind of standards you want to create for yourself, then it is actually quite freeing because you get to create the script or not. Like you can create a script ahead of time and follow it, but you don't have to do that. You can also just kind of go as it comes, like bringing in those elements of improv being in the present moment, really listening to yourself, being in partnership with whatever's happening around you. Oh, this is another part of improv that I found so fascinating. Well, fascinating, is that the right word to describe it? Mm, Sure. I just loved that one of the rules of improv is that you make your partner look good. How awesome is that? Like when you're in improv, the rule is that you make each other look good. So. What if you just make that commitment to yourself? I'm going to make myself look good. I'm going to make myself feel good. And when I say look good, I mean like not the way it looks to other people, but the way it looks to you. Ooh, I really like that. So those are some of my musings right now. What did we even talk about? I brought up going for a run and being okay with it, knowing what gets you into a state of flow and trusting that it will work. Hey, it worked for me today, I think. What do you think? Another 
thing that we talked about today was what? Oh, the idea of showing up so that you can actually be seen fully as you are in that moment, fully with all of the mistakes and messiness and glorious and wonderfulness. And I don't have all of the adjectives right now. I don't have enough adjectives right now. I'm just kind of like flying my fingers around. What do you think? How would that feel for you? It is terribly uncomfortable. My armpits are sweating right now. And I also feel so liberated and free and confident that I'm doing this. And hey, maybe it sounds like crap, but I know for sure it's going to get better because I'm practicing. So if showing up like this in a more impromptu, spontaneous, unscripted, free way is one of your personal goals, is something that you're working on and developing and practicing, kudos to you because this is really hard. And this it can be applied anywhere, right? Like it can be applied in your creative life. It can be applied in your work life at the boardroom table when it's time to speak up. It can be applied at home. Sometimes we don't need to have every hour planned out. Just see how things go and kind of trust that you know what you need to do next. And in that moment, you'll know what you need and have fun with it. This is how we play and embrace our uncertainty and create around it, which doesn't have to be comfortable, but it could be fun. All right, Muse. So that's Karen's Messy Musings for today. And I hope you got something out of it. Would you do me a favor? If you did, send me a message. I'm on Instagram at karenchoy.co. I would love to hear from you. I love it when I when you send me messages about the podcast episodes. It helps me to want to create more. It's a great affirmation to know that someone's listening and that it's meaning something to you because it really is, this project is kind of selfish like it is for me, but I really want it to be something for you. I want to create something that's binge-worthy for you, something that just fills you up and makes you feel so good that you want to listen more and more and more and more and you want to integrate whatever you get out of it in your life and you you find what makes your heart sing. That's what I want out of this. Have a beautiful day and I never really know how to end these because I've noticed actually final musing. I never really know how to end a conversation. So hey, If you want to send me a DM on Instagram about how you end conversations, I'd love to hear that. All right. So that's that. We'll talk again soon. All right. Until then, stay true. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.